All right, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. As always, I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to go follow us on the social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. On, uh, while you're at YouTube, give us the subscribe, click the alert button. Uh, do the same on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and give us five stars and a great review. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. Uh, we got blog content and a shop with the hats and the koozies. Um, check that stuff out. Pick yourself a hat and a koozie. And, uh, you know, we'll keep it rolling from there. All right, fellas, we have a uh, a new record to talk about. It's, in my opinion, I think one of the better releases I've heard this year in the Roots world. Um, a band out of uh, really rural Western, not West Virginia, but Western Virginia, um, called 49 Winchester. Uh, were, were either of you really familiar with them at all coming into this record? No. no. Are, I, they, are they actually from Winchester? No, nope. no, no, no. So they're uh, from, um, I believe, uh, it, it's Russell County, uh, uh, Russell County, Castlewood. but it's Castlewood. It's a small mm. little unincorporated town. I think it's only like a roughly 2,000 people that they're yeah. from that town. It's in the mountains up there. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's way western, western Virginia. Is it almost like Bristol? Western? Yeah, straight north, yeah, straight north of Bristol. Yep. Mm, cool, cool. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was a little bit more familiar with them than you guys were. Cause I listened to, um, their previous record. Um, cause it, the reason I had given them a listen to begin with was I, it came across years ago, whenever, it, or, uh, uh, I saw something in 2018 about them, heard a couple songs, didn't really dive, uh, head first into it. But then 2020, they released their record three that came out and they have a song called Raleigh. So naturally me being a Raleigh resident of 10 years, I clicked on it, listened to it. Um, I did that today. And then, you know, one a banger they had on that record was Hayes, Kansas. Fantastic song. If you haven't heard that, check that out. But so I, I've been a little bit from, more familiar, I guess, with 49 Winchester as a result of that. Um, so when this came out, I obviously was going to give it a listen and I really liked it. Uh, Andy actually sent it to us in the Colcans group chat um, the other week, uh, Friday when it released. And I think the, the overall theme of this record is one of the things I liked about it was it's kind of a record of dichotomies in some ways, because um, whether it's in between certain songs of uh, like man's best friend is almost a dichotomy of like the classic country idea of Saturday night and Sunday morning, you know, Jesus and Jim beam kind of situation. But then also across other songs, they have the dichotomy of like between being on the road and wanting to be a touring band um, in a 15 passenger van with all I need. And then on the flip side, you have Russell County line where it's, you know, you, you may be out on the road, but you, you are missing home, missing your loved ones. So, I mean, there's a dichotomy there. And then also with song like second chance, there's a dichotomy of realizing how pitiful you are and ready to be moved on. But yet at the same time, you've been hung up on, on someone. And, but at the same time, you're ready to be moved on at the same time. So, I mean, it's like I said, I think in a lot of ways, the, the theme of this record has been like kind of, it, 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 there's a lot of dichotomies here. Um, sound wise. I, I love these guys sound. I do. I mean, it's, it's really a perfect marriage of like gritty roots rock with some honky tonk and then a little bit of blues added in for good measure. Um, the part that I wanted to kind of see what you guys thought about this, but Isaac Gibson, the lead singer, love his voice, love his voice. 
Um, it, it's similar to people like Chris Stapleton with the soulfulness that he has. And when he really unleashes, I mean, dude, it, he can hit an extra gear that a lot of vocalists can only dream of. Um, but I think that he has a very unique um, and uh, very ear grabbing and soulful voice that really I'm drawn to sometimes, especially in this type of genre that they exist in, or I guess lack thereof genre. Cause I mean, they are kind of a mismatch of two or three types of music that I like, but um, that, that's generally like coming into this record. What I knew about them, I think this record's a little bit more leans more into the rock and roll side of them than their previous releases South. But I was a big fan of this. Um, so when you guys having come into this record as first time you're really listening to them in depth, I mean, what were your thoughts on the new 49 Winchester release? My first thought was this guy Fortune favors like the bold. The uh, first two songs I heard were Damn Darling and Annabelle, which are the two I think he sounds the most like Don Henley. And to an extent, sound-wise, I mean, it is a little similar to Eagles in the rocky country world. Yeah, I mean, they had the 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 harmonies on Annabelle, the um, the opening track. Yeah, but his uh, the lead, his voice reminds it, it reminds me of Don Henley. I think, but more soulful in my mind. Yeah, it's not the same. It, it yeah. just reminds me of Don Henley. I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, to me, this album takes you back to math class. Um, it looks like a sine wave. Do you remember that the sine, cosine, and tangent? <laughs> the album. You know, Annabelle. Nerd. I like the song Annabelle. I just hate like the <laughs> first fifteen seconds of it. Whatever that thing they were trying to do with the first fifteen seconds. So the the harmonies it, at the beginning, yeah. But yeah, then it I just, gets in like I, I wasn't a big fan of that part <laughs> the first time I heard it. Yeah, I was but, like, but once know, it once the music kicked in, I was yeah, like, I was, okay, I, I was like, I fuck with this. I like this. Yeah. So you know, it starts and it, and then when you get two, three, four, and five, that's that's the meat of the album, in my opinion. Goes up, and then when you get was it uh, damn darling all that kind of dips down and then it just kind of comes back up at the end uh in my opinion but but in man's best friend it, it, <laughs> i like how it just randomly throws guitar in at the end of the song uh no yeah it is is it man's best friend if i remember no, I think you may be uh, talking about Russell County Line because Russell three, County Line, the yeah, first three just, quarters of that song was kind of more stripped yep, back, right. and then is like heading into that last chorus, it really kind of kicks in with the electric guitar. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. Yeah, you're right. If it is Russell County Line, so and like I said, man, this dude's got some. He's got some deep pipes, and he can he can belt them out, which I was I was really impressed with that. Yeah, I, I've known this about Isaac Gibson since the. Uh, I, you know, I saw the song Raleigh and I clicked on it. Um, Duke, Duke can sing. I, I love his voice. Um, I, I'm drawn to voices like this. What I like too, though, is that he doesn't all, he doesn't do it in every song. It feels like, like Chris Stapleton does. And that's not a knock on Chris Stapleton. He has a generational voice, but I feel like he, he overdoes it sometimes. Yeah, Whereas like Isaac Gibson picks and chooses his moments. And I think it carries more of a punch for the fact that he does that. It's like, think about Carrie Underwood too. Like, chick can, can sing but she doesn't have to scream in every song it feels like just because you can doesn't mean you should whereas i think that because he doesn't go full-on chris stapleton you know um with going way up in the register every single time it carries more weight when he does it yeah, yeah i agree with that absolutely makes the hearts grow fonder he still like kills it though even when he's not like hitting the the high notes i had this I got to look up this. Uh, it's from Fortune Favors the Bold. 
I can't, there was a line I had in my head that I've known it all day until dang it. Now I can't find it, but <laughs> hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to find this. I've had this in my head the entire day. It's the way he says, the way he says this line that I am working on Googling currently, because I can't, <laughs> I have literally had this in my head for the last like, hours and you I didn't pull up the lyrics it. before <laughs> i that, that i literally have half the album pulled up but except for this song because it was in my head the whole day well i mean it's like i think what you're trying to get at is sometimes come back to me in two minutes you know sometimes it isn't just belting out lyrics like chris stapleton sometimes it's just regular lines that you have slight variations in your voice that are just as difficult but it's it's not even just the difficulty of being able to sing it. It's some it's just the emotional impact because there are some yeah, artists yeah. that you know they can deliver a line in a very emotional, like authentic way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it carries it, it carries just as much of a punch as someone who is the most technically gifted vocalist out there, and they can just you know go on these crazy vocal runs. But at the same time, I think the emotional like gusto that they deliver certain lines that, you know, works in cohesion with the, the production on, on some of these songs that, that I think that that's another thing 49 Winchester does well is he doesn't have to be to your point, Kyle, going all up every single uh, song on those vocal runs, just cause he can to be able mm-hmm. to carry weight with what he's trying to say and be able to kind of give you a gut punch and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and get you in your feels. Andy, are I, you talking I'm, about the part, like it's like a minute in where he just says like, he like steps it up and he's like, You're just still young enough and dumb enough to grow yes, up fast. Actually, yeah, 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 I love yeah, that. Exactly. I love yeah. that line it's the that way song. he sings that. It's yeah. so like yeah. damn like catchy. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like really still, awesome. still young enough, dumb enough to grow up fast. Yeah. It's the way yeah. he says it though. Like it's like fast. It's just it's slick the way he says it. And he's like yeah. that. he goes, That's slick. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a long time. Slick. That's slick. It's got some moose in it, don't it? <laughs> some hair gel. <laughs> yeah, right. song to Google. Like I said, man, this album it goes up and down, up and down. It might, you know, yeah, I because know about, I, mean, I don't know about your thoughts. Just in the quality of song, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I there, agree there, there's that. a couple that I, I think are are filler. It, I mean, I, I think this is a really, really, really good record. But even yes. with the Sonically, best records, slaps a, straight through. Yeah, but even with the best records, there's a couple songs on almost everybody I ever listened to. I hate when people say every single song on here is amazing. Very few artists that I listen to do I say that that's actually true. It's probably I can think of like three records that I just mm-hmm. don't skip a song. Well, um, Dixie Chicks has one of those albums. They did. They did late nineties. Yeah. yeah. But the reality is, like, yeah, like for instance, I'll, I'll go with the negatives first. Like Hillbilly Daydream. Take it or leave it. It's fine. It's not, it's, not a bad song. it's not a bad song. It's just Bland. relative to the other songs. I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't do it for me. But I mean, at the same time, a lot of these other songs are to varying degrees. Like uh, Man's Best Friend is just, a, it has that honky tonk feel. I like the idea of what it, um, is going about with the dichotomy of Saturday night, Sunday morning, you know, Jesus and Jim Beam. But at the same time, it doesn't carry the same weight for me as something like Second Chance does or Russell County Line. Um, I tend to gravitate towards those songs a little more than I do um, some of the others, but it's still a really good song. And I, I do think that I wanted to point out that I thought that last call being the last song was kind of funny. I like that in the, I agreed in the sequencing yeah, of the record. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, I was hoping when that showed up that that was going to be the last one on the album for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's pretty. 
do you do you think man's best friend is them kind of poking fun at themselves or like a kind of a parody song or do you think it's more genuine than that i don't know to be honest i don't i don't know enough about them personally yeah. to be able to make that call i i don't think that it's meant to be this like somber song of like reflection or anything i think it's no. it's it kind of has a it's a, funny, uh, it's a fun song a moment of uh, it, it has kind of like a lighthearted feel to it in some ways but it's at the same time it's like masking a serious subject with a little bit of humor i mean it's like i, I don't yeah. <laughs> i think this it's kind of what it is because like it the song is true <laughs> i mean yeah. you i love the part in the song where it was like uh i always knew they couldn't coexist together uh forever um, it's kind of true. Everybody knows at some point, you know, you, you can't keep boozing or else you're going to die unless you're Keith Richards. I like, I like in, in that song, how like the end of every chorus has this like pause and then they play again. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just find that's really, really cool. So what were some of the, um, highlights for you, Andy, this record, where were three songs you thought stood out to you amongst the pack? Do you need two Definitely. minutes to Google? <laughs> no, because this Annabelle, Annabelle is a definite. The first verse of that song, I love the uh, the first verse of that. The one, the line that caught me from the uh, the get go the most on that one was the uh, where it's the uh, damn it, <laughs> I do need to Google. <laughs> I literally there it is. I knew I had it pulled up, but it's like uh. Where it was also strange, I was halfway deranged at pretty much the same shape I'm in now. For some reason that like it's the shit's still the same thing. Right. I love that line. And also the way he uh seeing stranged and deranged is killer. Uh damn darlings of the other one that stands out to me because I don't know if y'all want to talk about it now, but not totally sure what the song's about. I keep flip-flopping whether the song is about nashville or a girl and that the relationship that ended in nashville and i see cases for it both ways which i could say where that would make it just be a very well written song where it can literally be about two things at the same time ambiguous Um, yeah i mean i use this example i know andy hates this song um go back two episodes ago and you'll hear that but i made this case on miserable and reckless when we did our song of the month thing uh, it was a collab pick for me and Ryan with Tourist by Miranda Lambert. I think that it's kind of similar with this song, Andy. I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up, but I, but I see what you mean. I think the song on at the surface is about a relationship uh, ending at the exit end. And, you know, that that just is the obvious one. But at the same time, you made the case and that, what was it, that it, it could be almost like about with Nashville, with music, kind of like having your heart broken. Yeah. Uh, with your musical journey of all the people, even though th- these guys aren't, they didn't do this, but like you know, all the bands that go to Nashville and think they're going to make it in a ten year in that ten year town. It's, it's like, like Nashville, you've the, broken my heart. Like yeah, in the song. yeah. Because was it that that Haley Witter song? I'm twelve years into a ten year town. I mean, it's like yeah. it's it's difficult to make it there. Um, so I mean, I I can see your point there, and I think that's you know, I like the idea because it's like too like we're like hearts break harder at the old exit in. You know where that's a that's a music venue, yeah. which I was I had to well, I found that out in video. But at the same You've time, you never heard where the exit in before. No, really, I thought it was a motel. 
I, like a sleazy motel. You know, it's right <laughs> off an exit called the Exit Inn. You know, like where you would take, you know, lot lizards. creatures of creature, creatures <laughs> of the night. Lot lizards. <laughs> Essentially. But uh, <laughs> not that uh not that I've ever done that, right, Andy? Yeah, well definitely have not done that. Yeah, you just not, not even sarcastically truck. just haven't done that period. He just takes but it to the, the truck. Uh, he doesn't need does. he doesn't need the little flea bag yeah. motel. Yeah. Save that money. That's right. So I really I, I, I was gonna <laughs> ask you guys which way you thought this uh which way y'all thought that song went. I mean, I think the song on the surface and what it's mostly about is a relationship ending at the exit end. But you convinced me when you explained it before the show that it, it could have a double meaning there, whether it was intended or not, I don't know, but it could have a double meaning there with like, you know, having your heart broken uh, in terms of your music career at the exit end in Nashville. Cause I mean, that just makes sense, but I do think it's about a, a relationship. I didn't think about it that deeply at all. So. <laughs> I just thought it was a regular kind of sad breakup song. Yeah, I mean that on the surface, I, I think that's what it's obviously about. So, can we go ahead and pencil you in for your sad voice pickup <laughs> being the song, Andy? Yeah, pencil me in for it. Ah, pencil me in on Annabelle. I, I like that one better. Uh, for a third one, uh, I'm gonna have to go probably with Neon. Interesting. The, uh, yeah, it's that's another first verse i love the first verse to that song and then um it the story it tells in such a short verse is so it tells like the story of almost an entire town in one verse yeah and then i i like how it it almost it kind of deteriorates you know as it goes you know where it gets into the substance abuse but you know and it you know it starts with the world till you die and that's all you'll ever do which i think is one of the funniest open lines i've heard in a long time but then when you skip down (laughs) because it's true i mean it's so it's like you have to laugh at it or else you'll just be in the dumps about everything but you work till you die that's all you're ever gonna do (laughs) but you but like how it gets into the substance abuse issue down towards the bottom and you retire early enough if you have enough fun then the question apparently i thought but retiring means dying right (laughs) Yeah, well, that depends <laughs> on how you define a six by three box made of pine. Oh gosh, which I had go. questions about because a lot of people are not going to fit in a six by three box. This is and when you things. Google when you Google it, you get cardboard boxes from Amazon. When I googled that, not a single coffin came up, and that's what I thought. What did you Google? Google? What did you Google? Six by three box. Why didn't you? Did you the line? Why didn't you, you, the Why didn't you yeah. include pine? Well, because it, it shouldn't that's not, they don't make no that's being that's not yeah. being thorough. You're being intellectually dishonest yeah, by using that as a data point when you didn't that's, include the context of pine. Yeah, that's like omitting the biggest point. This is also another <laughs> one of those things that I just it I don't know why, but it infuriates me when Andy does this. He picks you know, something Andy, like that that's gonna ruin the entire song for him in some ways, just because well, he's like, Well, some people are six foot three, some most, people are four hundred pounds. How are they supposed to fit in that box? Well, you know, but I needed confirmation yeah. though that 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 meant that um that retiring early meant death. I needed a confirmation of it. See, if you even add in pine, not a single coffin comes up on Google. So, well, it's the context clues of six foot three box made of pine. I mean, that's a, that's a coffin. And then, then you you get into the second verse that you were talking about, 
And um, you were talking about like the substance abuse and everything. It was, or, or was it the second verse or the first verse? But it was like you have too much first fun, verse. you can retire early. I mean, that, yeah. I think that's pretty clear from the context of what the song's about. That yeah, you have too much fun putting stuff up your nose and everything, and getting into uh, worse stuff than that. Then yeah, you can retire early because you'll fucking die. And then this word this brought to my question here in the course for this song is that uh. It's like the the older I get, Lord, the more I see I'll never be alone. Long as the neon stays on, I'll always ha- got a place to call home. Yeah, the bar. Yeah, but but if you t- have too much fun, you'll die. And it led you get hints of substance abuse at the beginning. But there's a so big difference. That... There's a big difference in having fun with black tar heroin and having a whiskey neat at the bar. Big difference. But you didn't say black tar heroin I was, using, I was using hyperbole to make a point <laughs> well he was talking about blow or you snort meth that's beside the I'm, point but I'm, uh, not an ex- <laughs> I'm not an expert <laughs> well I mean there's also a big difference in being coked out all the time and also just drinking at the bar under the neon lights I mean there is a but difference there to an aspect it brought me back to a little bit on what you're talking about the dichotomy in it of like that his only friend can also kill him oh yeah so that was a interesting dichotomies that that's what it thought because you know it's kind of what it describes and then mm-hmm. it's like your only friend but like if you lean too much on your only friend that your friend will also kill you in that aspect yeah that's i, mean, I, I think, that, think, I think like, that's a good point up? i think it's a really good point that there was kind of a fairly deep and somewhat dark song in an ass in a sense yeah it's dark songs that's substance abuse and dying yeah have too much fun up your nose, you'll die. Yeah. That was interesting. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked this one, that one. Yeah, that was not... I liked the song, but that wasn't one that grabbed me. So that's not one that I... I'm, I'm glad Andy dove into that one, because that's not one that I would have gravitated towards for me to really dive into it and try to analyze it. Just, it. Yeah, it just catches me. Like, the first verse especially, it just says so much in such a short period of time. Yeah. It, it paints the story of well, a lot of small towns. There, are, it's a, a lot of people are from places like that, and it, it just—I don't know—it just amazes me that you could paint such a word picture so vastly in such a short amount of words. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on if that. I keep talk, if I keep talking, it's just going to go downhill from there. That's as good as I got. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it, Kyle, ain't getting, that- it ain't getting better. All right, on that note, Kyle, what are, what are your highlights from the record? Uh, <clears throat> well, it's just like a base up, baseball lineup. They go two, three, four. Heart of the heart of the album, heart of the lineup. Man's best friend. We we already really hit on that. Um, and you already kind of hinted at uh, Russell County line. But all I need is is a fun song. You know, they're talking about packing fifth foot nine deep and like a pack of sardines. Yeah, and um, only one of them snore. The rest yeah, only of one of them snores. I, uh, <laughs> And that kind of, this is going back to man, uh, man's best friend. No, is it, yeah, it is. All I need were one of them and shit in the floor. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, that line I found very funny. It says, <laughs> yeah. I've got, it says, I've got a pretty good dog who doesn't shit in the house. <laughs> yeah, that's dog it. doesn't yeah. shit in the house. Yeah. Like that, ma- of- that made me like laugh out loud when I, when I first heard I- that. I found that funny. <laughs> Like Kyle said, one of them doesn't shit in the floor. Yeah, but that that implies that the other ones do shit in the floor. (laughs) 
remember the exact lyric. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. it, yeah. it leads in. It says, uh, "I've got a pretty good dog who doesn't shit in the house," and then it goes into like the next, talking about his bandmates, saying that uh, however many they got in the van, that most of uh, only one of them snores; the rest of them are quiet as a mouse. Pretty good pickers, yeah. Like I, I said, this has got the type of southern rock country that I kind of yeah. vibe with a lot. I just love the sound of the song. I think it's the best song on the album. Um, but I mean, it, it's just like a acknowledgement of where they're currently at. You know, like we said, we ain't selling out, but we're having a good time. Yeah, I mean, it's like they they are a um, a van band right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, fifteen passenger van. They're tra- uh, traversing across their touring region, areas that they yeah. hit up their region and but there i think this record in particular they, they've been getting some buzz recently because they've been playing festivals this was their first release on um new west records they andy i think uh that that's the independent label that released the uh american aquarium record um from a few years back i forgot which one but it's a pretty big deal for a you know up-and-coming band it's funny to say about a band that's eight years old at this point but an up-and-coming band that is um they they getting pairing up with someone like new west is a big deal they've been getting some buzz uh coming into this record and i think this record is their best record they've released so far and i think it, it's going to be poised for them to be kind of a watershed moment where people are going more people are going to start paying attention and so we we've seen how just over 10, 10 years. years yeah <laughs> and we've seen how you don't have to have radio play to be successful i mean i'm using the no. extremes here but like you know take sergio and tyler's uh childers and all those guys like they don't get played on the radio, but they're killing it right now on like playing arenas and stuff like that. So, um, could we see 49 Winchester on the same path? Maybe. Um, but this is going to be a record that I think pushes them in a, to get more exposure. And yeah, Kyle, I hope so. you, you were talking about the sequencing on the record with uh three and four, as you said, the heart of your order, mm-hmm. Russell County line and all I need were what we referenced as being like the dichotomy of loving you know, the road life being a road yep. dog and then, but also missing the loved ones at home. Those are back to back. I wonder if that was intentional. For yeah, like the sequence, because yeah. these records are typically sequenced in a particular order on purpose. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Like, you know what you say that? Yeah. I, I 100% believe they were made that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, so yeah. Yeah. That I brings the, it up. When we do these record reviews, it always makes me, um, it interests me to see what you guys pick because we don't usually pick the same songs. Um, I think I've picked one that's the same as Andy, one that's the same as Kyle, but that's it. For me, uh, do the one that cr- Kyle and I have a crossover on because I'm going in order of the, their uh, position on the record sequence, but Russell County Line. Love that song. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I really kind of relate more to the songs about um, having a, having a sense of place, a sense of home, your loved ones being around than I do the songs sometimes about being a road dog because I'm not really a road dog. But the I do love my uh, hometown. I love the city that I live in now. You know, the, the people that you like being around your friends, your family, um, songs like that hit me. And I think Russell County Line, I think it was the lead single to this record. I've liked that one since the first time I heard it. Fantastic song. Um, the second one for me, this is my crossover with Andy, was Damn Darling. Um, I think that it showcases his vocals in the chorus really, really well. Um, also, I think 
you know, it's it it paints a pretty good uh, picture of the story of the song. Um, starting with just the setting around Christmas time, 1995, getting your heart broken in Nashville. And then it references a pretty famous uh, music venue in, in Nashville with the exit in all around. Just a good song. Big fan of that. And then gets to my third pick, which I think is my opinion, my favorite song on the record. And I think it's probably the best song on the record. That's second chance. Um, second chance in and of itself. I think in some ways, like we were talking about this record being a record of dichotomies. Um, I think that in in a lot of ways, this song in and of itself is kind of a dichotomy because just from the opening line, well, I'm tattered and torn, a little bit worn, but I ain't hardly broken in two. It's a pitiful thing the way I still cling to the memories I still of you, I still have of you. I've tried and tried and tried to forget it. I drank myself plumb into the grave. I mean, he's he's kind of like like he says, tattered and torn and worn, but he's not broken. He wishes things could work out and is ready to move on, but he hasn't yet. And that's where it gets into the chorus where it says, just let me go. Get your hooks out from under my skin. Just let me know a second chance ain't coming again. Um, he knows it's not going to work out. Part of him wishes it would, but he's mentally at the point where he's ready to move on. He just hasn't yet. I think that that's, this is uh, by far my favorite song on the record. And again, like, his vocals on the chorus was was out of the out of the park good. Love it. So second chance was my other pick for my highlight. Oh said. But yeah, I mean I, I can't recommend this record enough. I mean, you guys have any like other thoughts on it before we move forward? Yeah, I've got I got two more. We'll just stay on one more. I just their possible third idea for on Damn Darling. I wonder if it's about something p- specific. Because the night before Christmas, 1995, is a very specific day. It's December 24th, 1995. I wonder if that's a, like, I doubt this guy's old. I'm pretty sure this guy's not almost, what would that be, 60 years old? So I, I wouldn't say that'd be a personal date for him in Nashville. Be, but I wonder. It could, could be wonder just that 1990, it could be 1995 just rhymed with Shattered Your Pride. Yeah. Or he could Maybe. be, you know, around but 40 You're right. You're right. It could be something more to it. I mean, the the band started in 2014, so I don't really have an idea of how old these guys are exactly. Yeah, I I just wonder if it had been like about somebody specific, yeah. maybe from the 90s. That and it's a it's a a story about something. I don't know. I just because that's a specific day. Yeah, I mean, it could be about somebody else, but I, I don't. He's not old enough to have been. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Somebody 1995. Else. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like somebody. At least else. I don't think he is. I don't. I could be wrong. He'd have to be almost 60, so I, I doubt it. No, I mean, he, he could have been, what, 95 was, what, 27 years ago? I mean, he, well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't math good. To be in a bar, he'd have to be 20, so that's 50. Yeah, I mean, he would probably have to be 21 if we're going by the, well, the legal aspect. I was, I was rounding. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And then uh, the other point I was going to bring up on was uh, Last Call one fire for it being the last song on the album but i i like how if you skip aside from just one line in the song sounds like a careless happy-go-lucky drinking song except for the one line where it says i need to keep soaking all the deep dark recesses of my mind which kind of brings it back to a this is not exactly a super fun drinking song even though it seems to be yeah i do have one thing to point out before we move forward 
I knew that Andy was not going to stick to the structure that he and I agreed upon on how to review these records when it says we only pick three songs because Andy has a tendency because we've had a couple of our um, people that have listened to it that we know personally they'd be like, when Andy says a highlight to a record, he picks over half the record. <laughs> <laughs> that was three songs and one line. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I'm that's just... A- just that's only thirty five percent of the album. Just busting your chops a little bit, but <laughs> I love how we're like we had our three songs, and Andy's like, and one more thing. <laughs> it was just one line. No, but I do agree with you. Like, good line, and I also did uh, as well. Find that last call being the last song. Found that pretty humorous. I, I thought that was cool. But yeah, I recommend the record. Definitely check it out. Um, Forty nine Winchester. Fortune favors the bold. All right, moving into. Almost complete opposite direction in music um, within the Roots world. We go from Van Band that's kind of on the up and uh, coming with 49 Winchester to bonafide mainstream superstar and um, controversial figure, Morgan Wallen. He's released three songs over the last like month and a half. We are not Morgan Wallen haters. Um, we generally like By a lot far. of his music. And the first two songs he released, Don't Think Jesus and Thought You Should Know, we were fans of. We talked about it here on this show on the weeks that those were released. Well, those were good songs. So now we have, uh, I'm reminded of what our, our esteemed co-host, Trucker Andy, said. How is he going to top these two coming up for his, his next single release? Well, we found out. He didn't. He, wa- he wasn't. <laughs> he released his... He, he just couldn't. He released a song that um, called You Proof. And like I said, we're not we're not Wallen haters. Um, but Andy, he didn't just not match those songs. He went the complete opposite direction. He fell down a flight of steps. Yeah. It's like he was on the <laughs> way up and gets almost to the top of the stairs and then just falls back to the bottom. Yeah. Like. It's it's interesting to me. Andy and I had this conversation on the phone this past weekend of um for folks like us who are not just naturally averse to mainstream artists and just hate them because they're mainstream and they'll never be Evan Felker we are a little bit more open to listening to some of that stuff and if we like it we like it we'll talk about it on the podcast he did a good job of hooking us in with those first two songs and releasing two songs not just one that was pretty good and, and audibly country he did two then on the third one, it's more of a play for his female fan base. And anecdotally, I can back this up, but this is definitely a pop song straight through and through that uh, the female demographic is going to eat up. And they're going to listen to his other stuff anyways, but they didn't. When those songs came up, the girls that I know on Instagram did not post those songs nearly as much as they're posting You Proof. So I do think that this is a play that it's going to be for that aspect of his demographic. I don't, it doesn't speak to me at all. I'm not a fan. I think the production is awful from the beginning snaps to the weird. Like that at the end of like, I hate the hook. That part. Yeah. That's I, the only part I, part I hate. I yeah. hate that part. If this came on pop radio, I wouldn't really care. And I'd just be like, all right, it's another pop song. Um, but I, this it's not a country song. Like better yeah. it lyrically it's better than up down. Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know. Lyrically it's Actually, yeah, I don't lyrically, know. I think it's better than whiskey glasses lyrically. 
I I don't like the hook though. Though, like I need some U proof. I like I like the up down hook better than this because the up down hook is knows it's stupid, but it's clever and funny at the same time. But it's still stupid. This is just it? isn't that clever. Um, here we go. All right. Is it better than Broadway Girls? Well, that wasn't. Well, see, the reason I don't have a problem with that, actually, like Broadway Girls better than this. Mm. Truthfully, I I agree on that. Too. And the the reason I don't have a problem with Broadway Girls is because it wasn't. Promoted or packaged as a country song. No, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I found it funny that on TikTok there was no mention of Little Dirk. (laughs) It's just all Morgan Wallen. I didn't even know Little Dirk was in the song until I listened to the full song. (laughs) Wallen released part of it before the Little Dirk thing. Yeah, it was on TikTok. It was a TikTok. It wasn't a full song. Yeah, yeah. He did you proof as well. You proof and uh, yeah. And that song were both released, and it was far less than a song. Yeah. Mm. Well, he should have left it. It's not a whole song. Yeah, yeah I'm this, not going to disagree with you on that. This wasn't a song that needed to be released. But, I mean, the reality is, though, I heard a snippet of it on YouTube. I and too. I was hoping, like, the optimistic side of me was hoping that this was, like, just not a real song or it was heavily edited to avoid copyright strikes. It wasn't. <laughs> it was yeah. it was actually what it sounded like. And I was just like, I remember hearing it and I was like, OK, I'm not going to like that. And I, I don't like it. I don't think this was the worst idea because I actually listened to that snippet from YouTube Thursday night. Cause I wasn't because this is back to back weekends for, for Wallen releasing, isn't it? Um, or did he skip a week? He skipped a week. Skipped a week. But I, I wasn't one was expecting Mother's Day, which was first week. Yeah, 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 Kyle's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I was yeah. thinking that um, I wasn't expecting him to release anything this soon. And Thursday night before this came, I was thinking like, after the first two, it is almost certainly no matter what, probably going to let all of us down. No matter what the next song is going to be, it's not going to live up. It makes sense from a marketing standpoint to cater to the college girls, you know. Yeah. It makes sense. He was going to let us down no matter what. So you might as well yeah. just go ahead, crash the boat, and then pick up all the other crowd. Because it, it's, it's some marketing point on, at its best. Yeah, no, I, I don't. And see, I don't get mad over that because this is my hot take for the day. Logan's hot take for this week. Mm. All these independent artists that talk so much shit about the mainstream artists doing marketing and playing, doing cosplay or whatever they say. Independent artists do it too. Um, they they aren't. You can't convince me that these independent artists dressed the way they dressed and talked the way they talked before they got into music because they didn't. Um, I don't have a problem with them doing that. I don't have a problem with the mainstream guys doing their shit. I'm going to like some of it. I'm not going to like others. But don't sit there with a straight face and tell me that, you know, you wore these big hats and dressed like you're in the 1950s if you're in the independent stuff before you got into that profession because you didn't. And don't tell me in the mainstream that all these guys were wearing deep V-cut white T-shirts with chains and skinny jeans because you didn't. It's all image, and everyone does it. Independent artists do it too, um, but they pretend like they don't. Mainstream artists are unabashedly that God knows they do it. They have whole image consultants that they work with, but that's my high take for the day. I don't care if you do it. I'm going to like some of it, not going to like others. It's really about more of the music than your, your image to me anyways, but I get a little annoyed 
when they want to act like that everything's so contrived in the mainstream and it's so real in the independent because I think some of it's not that real. There's fake yeah. people everywhere. But like I said, I don't care though. Like if you want to dress a certain way, do it. But let's not pretend like you've done that your whole life. That would be like if I started um, wearing rhinestone suits every day and said, this is who I am and this is how I've always been. I mean, there's obvious proof that I didn't always do that. I mean, come on. Like, I don't no, care. No, do it if back. you want to. We got pictures of Logan wearing rhinestone suits when he was five. Yeah, it's, that's right. He had that one photo of somebody doing that. See, I told you. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's a long history in country music of people, you know, essentially dressing a certain way to fit an image, even back in like the very early days of like it being an, a big genre. So I don't have a problem with it. I just, I think I get a little annoyed with you're so fake, man. Like everybody kind of is playing up an image to an extent. But yeah, yeah. I don't, when Images. you look at the way these people dress to the extremes, they dress like that in high school. Clearly we're going to get beat up. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you wore a 10 gallon hat to high school, I don't care if you grew up in redneck city, people are going to make fun of you. Yeah. I mean, and because we grew up in a pretty hick town and no one wore 10 gallon hats to school. So, I mean, there's an artist. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not trying to put him on blast because I don't I don't know him. I, I like some of his music, um, but you guys wouldn't know him. But he goes on Twitter all the time and just like blasts Texas red dirt and blasts mainstream stuff and everything. But he dresses like he's Fonzie from Happy Days. I don't care that he does. If he wants to do like that, feel free, man. But it's like, I don't believe he always dressed like that. It's my thing. Like definitely get beat up in high school dressing. Yeah, seriously. Like I like, I like a lot of his music. So I don't really give a shit for the end of the day. If I like your music, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with it, bro. Like don't really care. I mean, then like we like independent country, Andy, and we like a lot of the stuff with people who dress very differently than me and you, but I'm a lot more of the, barstool hat backwards crushing bush light crowd than I am big hats and pearl snaps you know what I mean like it's just but I still like the music at the end of the day it doesn't matter what my dress is like yeah we're here to listen to them not look at them yeah exactly unless you're a hot chick then we'll do both <laughs> yeah so, retweet cosign yeah, retweet but yeah, Morgan Wallen's new song "Disappointment." Don't like it. Not that good. First two ones. First two ones he put out for this record, bangers. I like how we did keep it in the same region. These two band, they're probably not like an hour apart. Yeah, he's from East Tennessee, and they're from uh, West Western um, Virginia. Wallen's from East East Tennessee. And they're, yeah, they're they're almost touching tips. Tip to tip, <laughs> tip to tip. <laughs> mm. Mm. Saucy. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, y'all, y'all have any more thoughts on the the new Wallen song? No, I do not. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure to go follow us on all social media once again: uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Go on over to the YouTube page, Cold Cans Network. Give us a subscribe and hit the alert bell. Uh, for new content there and then check out the website coldcansnetwork.com check out the blog content check out the shop we got hats we got koozies and then it does help us in the algorithm when you subscribe so please subscribe to the podcast give us five stars a great review if you're not going to take your fingers off the fucking keyboard and don't do it but if you're going to give us five stars 
click the rating button. Um, for this episode of Coming to Cold Cans, I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle, and make sure you go listen to Fortune Favors the Bold by 49 Winchester. Mm-hmm. Take care.